Life's a game, the world's a stage, and we are merely roleplayers, where theatrical people play roleplaying games. I'm Matt Boothman, and I'm your compare for this main house production. Here on Merely Roleplayers, we improvise stories to entertain ourselves, and you, the audience at home. And we use role-playing games to keep the story going places even we can't see coming. Because as theatrical people, we're all about maximising the drama. This episode is part of our current main house production, Vigil Playtime. In this production, we're playing Monster of the Week, a role-playing game by Michael Sands, published by Evil Hat. For now, though, please take your seats in the main house. Tonight's production is about to begin. Vigil, a merely roleplayer's main house production. Playtime, Act 3 of 5. I'm Dave and I play Mick the Mundane. Mick is Sheridan's favourite builder, but his life has been getting weirder since he dug too deep and hit a ley line. I'm Vicky and I play Renko the Flake. Renko is a Doom agent on furlough who was assigned to Sheridan and is now convinced something significant is happening in town. Hi there, my name's Alexander Pankhurst and I play Graham the Summoned. Graham's just your average accountant who happens to be a demon and is destined to bring about the apocalypse. You know, just your regular, average stuff. I'm Ellie, and I play Percy Byron, the Exile, a Victorian monster hunter and half-sister to Ada Lovelace. Percy tried to time travel to 1666 to stop the summoning of an apocalyptic demon, but something went wrong, and she's landed here in the present day. So Pip, can you, can you tell me what, what you saw? All, all I know is that one of your teachers has disappeared. Mr. Spencer came in while we were playing a game and then he got ate by a shark. We need to continue to lay down the wards here. The magic seems to have shorted out the bell. The bell signifies playtime. Taking it one step further, the bell is in fact the natural enemy of this shark creature. End of play means end of shark. Your magic seems to be telling us, Pippa's where we need to go next. We'll drive off and go and talk to Pippa. So let's now try ringing the bell mm-hmm. and see if we can summon the shark or indeed any other kind of imagination-based entity. Playtime starts now! And the bell rings, and immediately, shark fins appear through the carpet, circling Graham. <laughs> we didn't... Have you, have you changed the rules of the game? <laughs> we were speaking about wolves, and wolves, last time I checked, were not aquatic. <laughs> I agree! <laughs> if either of you would like to, this would be an appropriate time to roll sharp for read a bad situation. Sorry, was that roll shark? (laughs) Shark. Oh boy. But sharks do have very sharp teeth, so... (laughs) For the duration of this mystery, I shall be asking you to roll plus shark. (laughs) Do we get plus two as there are two sharks? No. I already get plus two shark. Uh, You don't have to make this roll, but this is an opportunity to make it if you'd like. Because you yes. are you are entering what is definitely a bad situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm, I'll roll as well. Yeah. Nice. No. That is twelve minus Ooh. one because I'm Ooh. minus one for oh, sharp. Oh no, I'm minus one as well, but I've rolled a five, <laughs> and I have a one for sharp, so that's six. But it's back to five because I had a minus one on my next roll. You did. Yeah. So you've you've done magic not that long ago, which is depleting your energy. You're also doing uh, electrical engineering <laughs> mm-hmm. with unfamiliar electronics. Mm-hmm. And so you're just a little bit slower on the uptake than Graham. 
Graham, on a 10 plus you hold three. Percy. Uh, <laughs> Say goodbye to your legs. <laughs> as the sound of the bell echoes and fades away, you feel a jolt as two of the legs of the table that you're standing on are sheared away. Uh-huh. And Graham, you see a shark mm-hmm. surface from the carpet and just take a chomping bite out mm-hmm. of the uh, table that Percy is standing on. The table tips and becomes a ramp. <laughs> oh, tipping you towards the carpet. Yeah. Graham. So I've got to ask one of the following questions going to ask the first one what's my best way out so Mm -hmm. you are on the floor right Mm -hmm. now standing on the carpet so your best way out of immediate danger Mm -hmm. is to get off the carpet onto a table chair bookshelf anything right and your best way out of the situation as a whole is either to get the bell ringing again Mm -hmm. to banish them or to hop across tables and chairs and get out of the room into the corridor which is not carpeted I, I, re- I relay this to Percy. Um, well, Percy I... is falling towards the carpet at the moment. Percy, what do you do? I want to try and grab onto something. Okay. <laughs> uh, roll plus cool. Okay. So what's your plus cool? Plus one. Ooh, nice. Ooh. Oh, 13. Very nice. Oh, damn. You do what you set out to do. So what do you grab onto that saves you? Um, I think there's like a, what's it called? Like a dado rail mm-hmm. running around the edge of the classroom. But a horrible, gross school one. Um, oh, it hasn't been dusted in a few months. Yeah, no, it's dirty. Um, and I grab onto it and swing my weight up and actually manage to stand balancing on it and then just go straight back to trying to get the bell reconnected. Great. Uh, Graham, what do you do? Um, I jump up immediately onto a table and produce my tie clip. Um, and as soon as it gets loosed from my tie, it becomes a lot larger, a lot longer, and a lot more sharp. <laughs> it is, in fact, a gigantic hell sword. <laughs> Very good. Um, Graham, since this is its debut, please lavishly describe your gigantic <laughs> hell sword. Dirty. <laughs> Too sexy. Um, it is in no way sexy. Um, it's Graham's gigantic hell sword. <laughs> it looks like the 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 cross uh, the quinell of the sword so the little crossbar just above the handle is in fact two sort of warping moving tentacles that are wrap around my hand like a like a, a, a shield around my fist um, the sword itself is more it is it's like a long sort of katanery type thing Ever so slightly, a bit like a, a cavalry saber. Ooh, yeah. So yeah, it looks it looks like a cavalry saber that ever so slightly just ripples. The surface of it ripples. There isn't. You can't notice anything, but it just it doesn't. It's not completely as solid. If it, as if it's hot but not glowing. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Perfect. Um, and in this moment, are you mostly concentrating on uh, attacking with your gigantic hell sword, or are you mostly concentrating on getting up onto a table out of reach of the sharks? Um, mostly concentrating getting up off off the carpet onto a, onto a table. In which case, please roll plus cool. So I'm going to roll plus cool, which is a plus one. It is a six. Oh, boy. Just because, Graham, you're trying to do two things at Mm -hmm. once, you're trying to draw your sword, Mm -hmm. which you don't do all that often, No. and also manoeuvre yourself up onto a table with the use of your other hand, uh, you're just not quite fast enough, Mm -hmm. uh, and one of the sharks breaches up through the scratchy carpet Mm -hmm. and bites you. (gasps) And you see the sharky moor open, you see the rows mm-hmm. of curved, rending teeth, uh, and you feel the heat as it breaches and in the process of going back under the water mm-hmm. or back under the carpet, scratches against your leg and takes some of the skin and muscle off. Okay. Uh, you take three harm. Ooh. Okay, oof, oof, oof. Do you have any armour? I do have... Uh... Two armor, so you take one harm. Oh. One harm because I have. I took the. Uh, should I feel that my body has two armor? Oh, okay, that yeah. wasn't very pleasant. Yeah. Quick question: mm-hmm. Is my straw boat still intact? <laughs> For now, yes. Okay, cool. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. It didn't quite reach high enough out of the mm. carpet to get to the belt. Okay, level. fair enough. I like the idea that this shark's gone. I've taken a bite. It was not very tasty. <laughs> um, moving on. <laughs> Do I get to attack? Do I get to retaliate? 
very quickly, first of all, because you've taken harm, uh, you are going to get minus one ongoing to any movement-related stuff. Okay. It's taken a chunk out of your calf. Right. And so you're, you're, li- you're now limping. Okay. Um, anything to do with trying to move quickly... It's going to be a minus one. It's going to be a problem. And you are still on the carpet. And I'm still on the carpet. But yes, you absolutely can attack. So as the shark um, starts to disappear, I'm just going to bring the sword straight down through on top of it, like a a thrust, but down. Roll plus tough. Okay, I am plus two for tough. Ooh, Graham's so tough. This is like... Graham doesn't like doing this, but in game and mechanics terms, this is very much Graham's wheelhouse. Yeah. Mm. That is a six, a one, and a two, so that is a nine. You inflict your harm on the shark, and it inflicts its harm back on you. Oh, boy. Mm. Great. (laughs) Swings and roundabout. So I do four harm to the shark. Amazing. Uh, Less one for its tough sharky sharky skin. So that's three. This is the same classroom still, isn't it? Mm. So uh, the carpet is getting more bloodstained than it was before. (laughs) Now the centre of the room now bloodstained as well. So as Graham reaches down to skewer the shark that's just bitten him, as your blade bites into it, it sort of rears back up and gnaws at you again, Mm -hmm. goes for another bite, do it for another three harm reduced to one. It looks very hurt by that. Mm -hmm. Like, you dealt it a serious blow. It's a hell sword. Yeah. What, what, What sort of injury have you done to it? Well... Because I'm not entirely sure what the entity is, I'm not sure if this thing can bleed. It can. You discover okay. in this moment that it can. It can bleed. Okay, so as the, the sort of like the, the shimmering surface of the sword enters in, it sort of bleeds into the shark and sort of absorbs some of the essence as it pulls it out. So it kind of like takes, it's like a big sort of suction thing that kind of takes the, the flesh with it. Which means that the, the blood spatter from the wound mm. as you withdraw the sword is quite dramatic. Yeah. Oh, boy. Percy. Hello. Can you roll plus cool to try and <coughs> re- uh, uh, ring this bell under, under the pressure mm-hmm. of this ongoing situation? Nine, ten. That'll do it. You do it without issue. So, up on the dado rail. With, <laughs> balancing like a ballerina. Balancing like a ballerina with the bell in easy reach. Yeah. Uh, this is easy. You've been in battle situations before. This is not the most stressful situation Percy's ever seen. So, you're able to tune out the uh, sounds and smells and sensations of Graham battling this shark in the centre of the yeah. room. Reconnect the bell and make it ring out again. And as the bell rings out, Graham, you see the the shark that you've just wounded and the other fin circling you and the third shark that took out the Mm -hmm. table that Percy was standing on. You see their outlines flicker and become incoherent and they all begin to dive as if they understand that they can no longer exist in this room. They need to get back to whatever nether realm they exist in beneath the carpet. Okay, I'm going to ask another question. Mm -hmm. Um... What's the best way to protect the victims? By which you mean, like, the kids who are going to be back in school tomorrow. Or any potential victims. Or or the two of you, I guess. Or the two of us, like, (laughs) anyone at threat from these entities. If you're talking sort of permanently, the best way is to dispatch these sharks while they're in this weakened state. Mm -hmm. If we're talking sort of immediate and short term, Mm -hmm. the threat to the victims is essentially over because the sharks are now fleeing Mm -hmm. so they're not on the attack anymore Mm -hmm. so you're not in immediate danger but if you want to protect people in a more long-term sense Mm -hmm. like this is the time to strike right and then are there any dangers we haven't noticed no you've noticed all three sharks Mm -hmm. you're pretty confident that this is how many of them there are that there's nothing else in the room that you haven't noticed. Right. You're, you're focused on the right threat. I say to Percy, we need to get them in this. This is the state that they're the most weakest in. I'm, I'm going to make, I'm going to strike now, and I make a swing at the, the shark that I've already taken, or at least one swing at already. Uh, so they haven't disappeared, the sharks? They're, they're, they're flickering at the edges, right? and they're on their way, like, in this... Split second. They're, they're, t- they're turning mm. tail, basically. They're turning tail and diving. Right, I see. 
And as far as you know, like once they go back beneath the carpet, the mm-hmm. carpet is solid to you. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're they're sort of hard to hurt while they're down there. Because they're fleeing and not on the attack, you don't have to roll for this. Oh, brilliant. Ooh. Okay. You just deal the harm of your sword. So describe what this attack looks like and it will take the harm. As so this this time I'm kind of balancing more on one foot, but I still managed to rake the sword along the carpet and as it just it just snags through the shark's fin and like takes part of his back out with it again you get that sort of clawing sense of the sword sort of taking some of its essence into it as well that's beautiful because i like the idea that the the sword slices through the carpet itself and almost cuts off the shark's retreat because mm. like the carpet mm. in front of it yes. is parting to reveal floorboards ah mm. oh, nice which means that it can't get away as the sword bites through it. And the sword, remind me again, four harm? Four harm. Yep, less one for its armour. This shark is down for the count. Yeah! More shark blood sprays. Mm-hmm. The other two manage to make their way below the surface. The fins mm-hmm. disappear and the carpet seems undisturbed. But this one that you've got flops fully out of the carpet now, mm-hmm. almost bisected, like down between its eyes, across its snout, oh, up, wow. to its, up to its fin, and twitches as it simultaneously bleeds out and suffocates, and also you've probably cut its brain in half. <laughs> so it's quite dead then? It's very dead. Very mm. dead. Aha! Success. I think we've, we've found how to get, how to get rid of them. I think. You're bleeding quite a lot. Ah, yes. About that. I'm going to hop down. How do we, uh... I'm not sure you can fix this. Can you? I've probably got some weird Victorian ideas about first aid, mm-hmm. but it's mostly okay. And I also am a demon, so they may or may not work. <laughs> That's true. I'm like, where are the leeches? And you're like, hmm, yeah, it sounds tasty. Yeah. <laughs> Have you got any salt for those? <laughs> okay, so we like, banded you up a bit. Yeah. And then... Don't know. Can I use your mobular telephone to uh, contact our counterparts? Mobular telephone. <laughs> your your sound communication device. Do I have one of those? <laughs> well, I don't. Oh, I always kind of relied on others. <laughs> We're a terrible team. <laughs> so good. It's so good. I'd like to leave you two there. <laughs> In this, in this now highly blood spattered classroom, and it, presumably with a cleaved in half shark, with, a, with yeah, yeah. a dead cleaved in half shark in the middle of the floor. Yeah, and I'm like, well, I'm going to have to invent the telephone. <laughs> it's our only option. So if it's playtime, but it's somehow focused on Pippa, then maybe there's something that she's doing that's like drawing that power to her and is making it happen. Is is it possible that that's happening in other places where she's doing like some kind of imaginative play or just at school? Well, it's, it's definitely the first first case of it that she's that we found out about. Yeah, I think so. They, I don't think it's happened before. Maybe we need to I ask her about know. it. Yeah, um, unless it happened, I could know in like a smaller. A smaller instance. Like, if things that Pippa is imagining or having, or play imagining, are coming real, becoming real, then that could be really dangerous. Yeah, I mean, she's always been pretty quiet, so I suppose she hasn't really played with too many people yeah. before. The fact that the teacher's saying that she's being much more, sort of, taking more of that, like, leadership role with the ch- other children in... Yeah, it doesn't sound like her, and Sandy didn't mention it. Yeah, it's strange. Well, we'll ask her when we get, we're going to ask her when we get there. Alright lovies, it's me Matt, your compere, emerging from the wings to stretch my legs and shoot the breeze with you all in the interval. We didn't make it into the finalist phase of the Audioverse Awards this year, but thank you again to everyone who voted for us anyway. The final round of voting is now open, and the final ballot is naturally full to bursting with really amazing shows and people. You can check out the finalists, 
find some new work to enjoy, and cast your vote up until the 5th of December. On the off chance you were just really, really looking forward to voting for us, and not being able to do that is leaving a void in your life, you can always fill that void by leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. I've put links in the programme notes to make it easy. At the sort of size we are, literally every five-star review can make a significant difference to how many other people see us in the charts or in their recommendations. Plus, like most creative people, I crave praise. That's what it's really about, honestly, way more than the algorithmic visibility thing. All I want out of life is for people to tell me they like a thing I did. I can't speak for the players, but I'd be surprised if none of them felt the same. So if you like this thing we did, a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser would just about make my day. Finally, before I go call beginners for the next scene, Sheridan Town Council had a sort of haunted look about them as they instructed me to read you this brief message. Sheridan is twinned with Whispering Pines, the not-so-ordinary summer camp for those hazy days and chilled summer nights. Campers laughing, fireflies glowing, campfires crackling long into the night, and a gaunt, cruel monstrosity forever hiding just out of sight, always asking, what do you do next? You can find out more about Whispering Pines and meet some of its eccentric camp counsellors in the Sleepaway one-shot, now playing on What Am I Rolling, a twice-monthly RPG one-shot podcast. Available on the What Am I Rolling website and wherever you find podcasts. The town council asked me to read that, and then they wandered away muttering, Twinning is winning, twinning is winning. I think they just really want this twinning initiative to work out. Anyway, now please take your seats once again in the main house, as we raise the curtain on Vigil, Playtime, Act 3 of 5. Sandy's house is a narrow little terrace, two up, two down, uh, that just opens straight onto the pavement, no front garden. And I think by this point it must be, if you sort of went to school not long after it closed and left again, and Sheridan's not that huge, yeah. we're probably talking about like seven? Yeah, we think yeah. like post-tea like time tea probably. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. post-tea time for a six-year-old. Yeah. Um, so lights are all still on in the house. Uh, what would you like to do? I will uh, walk up and knock the door. Yeah, you lead, you take the lead, Mick. Yeah, there's a there's a, a brief pause uh, and then the door opens and you see Sandy. What would someone notice as like the family resemblance between Mick and his sister? Let's say we both wear glasses. <laughs> <laughs> In that sense, me, Ellie, and Matt all have that family resemblance. Yeah. Also. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Bad eyesight runs in the family. Sure. You look so alike. <laughs> Amazing. Um, Sandy works in custom, some sort of customer service role, uh, and she hasn't changed out of her work things yet, so she's still like wearing like a, a smart blouse and skirt uh, with a name tag on. Her hair's still up in a sort of a, a neat work sort of do. Oh, Mick. Uh... I wasn't expecting you. Are you here to here to check on Pippa? Yeah, we just uh, just after after kind of dropping her off. I just wanted to know know how she's doing and just see if she's doing all right. Well, I'm not going to say no to a bit of uh, free help with bedtime since uh, since Joe's still away. Yeah, um, if if we can come in for a bit, that'd be lovely. Uh, yeah, of course. Oh oh, hi Renko. Yeah, hi Sandy. Um, yeah, I hope you don't mind. Uh, we were actually thinking that we might just ask Pippa one or two questions about what happened and just see if she wants to talk about it at all. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll find out if she's okay first. Yeah, of course, yeah. Be be sensitive, all right? She's 
I still don't understand. I don't know what she's been through, but it's upset her a lot. So tread carefully. It's, it is nearly bedtime. I don't want her having nightmares. No, of, of course we'll we'll uh, yeah we'll we'll take it easy. From what we understand from the teacher at the school, it was obviously very frightening for all of them. I think as this chat is happening, you're you're being sort of ushered down down a narrow hall. Uh, she she puts the kettle on in the in the kitchen. Pippa's just she's just up in her in her room getting ready for bed. Perfect. Do you mind if we um, do you mind if we pop up and chat to her? Not at all. I'll I'll finish tidying up here while you uh, have a chat with her and get her ready for bed, if that's all right. Bro, thanks, Andy. And you know my mind's a black coffee, so don't worry about any milk or anything. I remember. So I'll uh, yeah, I'll head upstairs and see see where Pippa is. Uh, what do we think Pippa's room looks like? We said she's quite a quiet kid, so it's probably not one of those like really chaotic kids' rooms. No, it's probably quite well organised. Like <laughs> one shelf of like cuddly toys that are all sat in a perfect row and things. <laughs> not too, not too messy. Yeah, and like calming paint scheme and maybe some glow in the dark stars on the yeah. on the yeah. ceiling. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Pippa's uh, in her pajamas, having a chat with the cuddly toys on the shelf, and turns round as you as the two of you come in. Uncle Mick. Hey, Pip. How you doing? I'm okay. Yeah, so it was a bit of a scary drive with you earlier. You you settled in tonight, all right? I think I'll be okay. Brill, um, this is Ranko. You know Ranko. She's been around. Hey, Hi. Pippa. Hello. Um, Ranko's really good at asking questions, and, and I asked you a few questions when we drove down, but um, but Ranko really knows a lot about this sort of thing, so so she might be able to to get some more um, information to help us make it not happen again if uh, if you don't mind answering a few of her questions. Okay, I'll try. Thanks, Pip. Renko knows that this could go one of two ways because Pip has had a traumatic supernatural experience. And when people have supernatural experiences, it sticks in their short-term memory for as long as they are experiencing it. And in most cases, that could be classified as supernatural. It never gets shunted to long-term memory. And as soon as it's out of view and the experience is no longer happening, the person starts to forget Mm -hmm. and to paper over the cracks with their own invented memories to justify what happened. This is known as the omission effect, and it is the effect that gives the Department of Omissions, your erstwhile employer, its name. However... If something's traumatic enough, it can potentially scar the memory in so deeply that it is never forgotten. Children especially can go either way because their memories and their imaginations and their their conception of what is real and what is not and what is weird and what is normal is so plastic mm-hmm. at that age that it could go absolutely any particular way. But you know, Renko knows in her head that there is a possibility that you won't get anything out of Pippa because she won't remember mm-hmm. that anything strange happened. But it's still worth trying. Yeah. There's still a chance. So, uh, Pippa, your Uncle Mick told me that um, you said that your teacher was taken by a shark because of a game that you were playing. Yeah, we were we were playing that the carpet is shark-infested waters and Mr Spencer came in and he didn't get off the carpet, so he was out. He was he was out of the game or did something did something actually happen to him? She like squints and turns her head on one side and seems to be trying to remember. Can you roll plus sharp? Yep. Plus shark. Plus shark. Roll plus sharp. I got two sharks. Seven, eight, nine. Okay, so hold one. Uh, do you have a question you want to ask immediately? Or do you want to continue the conversation and ask one as it uh, I'm just going to hold for a second. He, he was out and it was scary. Yeah, that's what I heard, that it was scary. And a game like that wouldn't normally be scary, would it? No, it's not. It's, not, it's supposed to be fun. Yeah, but something's happening at playtime that makes it not fun. J- uh, just this time so this is the only this is the only time that it's ever happened yeah you've never played any other games where things are things get scary no no normally it's fine just wondering if i want to ask any mm. of these questions talk, um, talk me through what you hope to get out of her and we'll see if yeah, we can, we can like, want, bend it yeah, into one of the questions i want to i want to see because a lot of these questions are sort of about the event and the creature, and I actually want to ask her about herself instead. Yep. 
which is like to see if she is feeling different than she usually feels. Yeah, I think we can do that. I feel like it's almost like what is being concealed here. That's absolutely the appropriate. Right, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. okay, good, good, good. Yeah. Before I ask my next question, Uh I do want to know, and I think she probably isn't, but Mm -hmm. is she lying to me about it only happening one time? No. No. It's always good to be able to check. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, Renko's sense is that this child is utterly guileless. Yeah, yeah. And I think that was already my read, but I like to be able to use my special move. Um, So... Pippa, your 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 teacher had mentioned that you've been um, much more involved in deciding what games the kids at school play recently. Is that because you're like, are you feeling different, or did, did anything happen that made you feel like you could be a bit braver with that than you've maybe been in the past? Yeah. What happened? Can you tell me? Yeah, my teacher, Mrs. Kemble, she talked saw, talked to me after one playtime. Mm. after one of the, the wet wet playtimes and said that I I shouldn't just sit on my own in the corner at playtime and I should have the com- competence mm. to play with the other children and, and play games and things. And she held my hand and I felt all warm and, yeah, I had the... Competence, then. Right, that's interesting. And have you had that teacher for a long time? Yeah. Yeah? Since I've been at school. Yeah, okay. Well, I think that's probably it then, Pip. But thank you for answering our questions. Um, Maybe Uncle Mick will read you a bedtime story before we go. Yeah, 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 I'd love to, Pip. You've been really brave today. Yeah, read read me Captain Iron Face. Uh, Brilliant, your favourite story. If I leave Uncle Mick there to read her bedtime story, I think I'm going to go downstairs. Yeah. Can we just get the first couple of lines of Captain, <laughs> Captain Iron Face to, just to fade out? Down the hallway yeah. A long time ago in a land that's very different from this. <laughs> I think I'm just going to check in with Sandy, who's doing all my investigating. Um, so we've come down the stairs, past, they've got family photos down the stairs... So you see, like, photos of Sandy and Pippa and a taller woman uh, in, like, a, in a business suit with uh, sort of shoulder-length bob-cut hair, who you know is her wife, Jo. And I, yeah, head into the kitchen. Hey, Sandy, thanks for letting us uh, talk to Pippa. Mick's just upstairs reading her a bedtime story before we, before we head off. Didn't hear any tears. That's good. Yeah, she's a, I mean, she's a brave kid and she's a smart kid. And, you know, um, I, just, I just wonder, have you noticed her lately acting differently she talked about how um a teacher at school had given her more confidence and i'm just wondering if you're noticing that at home as well as at school yeah i suppose she's been she's had a bit more energy the last couple of weeks i thought it was probably just because they're then not getting to run around as much at uh, playtime at the moment and, and yeah it, it certainly it certainly could be that um, um, she she she's been a bit more assertive about what she wants to eat for tea the last couple of weeks as well. Yeah, I guess uh, I guess kids kids can be like that. It's just nice to see her um, coming out of her shell, I guess, because I think she's been. Mick's always said to me that she's been quite a quiet child. Yeah. up to now. It's, uh, it's been a blessing. Always, oh, always. That's that's really good. That's really good. And um, she mentioned that it was her classroom teacher, uh, Mrs. Campbell, who gave her the. Uh, this confident, this newfound confidence that she has. Do you do you know a lot about her? Have you met and seen with, seen her a lot? Oh yeah, yeah. Yes, I've met her at parents' evenings. Seems seems nice. Seems um, uh, definitely seems to to care about the kids. Mm, that's yeah, good. That they that they not just that they you know hit their marks and things you know, but but that they have a nice experience at school and make friends and that sort of thing. Yeah, and she's been at the school a long time, right? Yeah, I think well certainly as long as Pippa's been going there. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, uh, yeah. Again, thanks for letting us have a quick chat with her. But yeah, she seemed uh, she seemed okay when we left, and you know, obviously a bit of a scary experience at school today, and we're still trying to get to the bottom of exactly what happened. But... Yeah, I had a very confusing email from the school with lots of maybe you maybe you know maybe you don't the sort of language that the schools use. There, it's clearly been written by about five different people. <laughs> Mr. Longridge, Longridge's name on it, but um, I think he had to pass it through some people and had to basically take out any useful or concrete information about what happened. Yeah, and I'm sure, you know, some of that will be 
because there's a bit of an ongoing investigation happening, you know, given that a teacher's disappeared. Yeah, I hear the police still haven't found him. Uh, yeah, it's and it is strange, and I think the school are struggling to explain it, which is probably also why um, they haven't been able to give you much concrete information, but hopefully we'll get to the bottom of this soon. Well, yes, hope so, and um, yeah, we'll see what Pippa's like in the morning. If she, I mean, if she... I don't have a lot of sick days left, but uh, if she doesn't want to go back tomorrow, I won't blame her. Uh, well, you know, if um, yeah, if if she's not feeling up to school in the morning, it, it you know, it, it really might be best if she if she gives it a miss. Um, but you know, uh, just give Mick a ring; he'll probably be available to um, to to look after her if you need to be at work. We can, I'm sure, make that happen. <laughs> I, bet, I bet he'll love you volunteering yeah, for babysitting well, duty. You know, um, I feel like it's the least he can do at this point. So yeah, just uh, happy to help out. <laughs> And his iron face wasn't scary anymore. <laughs> the end. Pippa is asleep and seems at peace with the world. And I'll sneak down the stairs and... Uh, Probably just in time to hear the volunteer for babysitting duties the following day. Yeah, and I'll silently close the door <laughs> and start the van. <laughs> So sneaky. <laughs> you never drank that coffee. <laughs> oh, yeah, I better go back for the coffee. <laughs> That's just rude. <laughs> no, I'll go back for the coffee and I'll, I'll pick Ranko up. Like, I admit this Miss Campbell seems like somebody we should... Yeah, she, I mean, she's in the hospital, right? She's the... No, no she's a different person. Yes, yeah, so Wendy, Wendy, yeah. Wendy Parker is in the hospital. She was a newly qualified teacher that Mr. Yeah. Spencer was mentoring. Uh, Mrs. Campbell is Pippa's form teacher. Like her classroom teacher, her classroom yeah. Teacher, yeah. yeah. But um, I, I have also realised that we've left those two in the school with um, no way of contacting us. Yeah, we probably have to go back and get them. We probably we? just go and make sure because I've seen Graham do repairs before. <laughs> Gotta go check the school is still there. Okay, we'll go back to the school, get them, and then let's see if we can. I mean, while we're at the school, we'll probably be able to take a look in the records to see where this Miss um, Campbell lives because I'm keen to speak to her as quickly as we can. Yeah, if you think you can get the information out of the computer, let's give it a try. Let's do it. Renko and Mick stand in the doorway of the classroom and view a scene of carnage. I mean, Mick, I know you said you'd seen Graham do repairs before, but was it anything like this? It was pretty close, yeah. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Um, what happened? Well, we had uh, a great idea of trying to uh, summon the, 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 the playtime monsters. Oh, yeah, fantastic And idea. we were going to play a game of um, how many hours... Uh, Mr. Fox? <laughs> What's the time, Mr. Wolf? Ah, yes, yes. I knew it was some sort of pointy, yes, gotcha, Mr. Wolf. And then we rang the bell and the sharks appeared. Um, one of them bit my leg. And uh, and then I bifurcated one. We can, yeah, we can see. So that, that shark is, that looks real. Doesn't it just? And the, you the, haven't cleaned it up yet. You've been here for a few hours. Like, an hour. <laughs> I mean, like, obviously the kids can't come to school with this room looking like this. Well, quite, but I don't think that's the point. <laughs> Our experiment was very successful. Mm. We now know the sharks are mortal and can be mm -hmm. killed. And there are only two left. Uh, I have uh, administered medical support. The bleeding has now stopped. And we were about to begin clean-up. So, actually, I think the words you're looking for are well bloody done. <laughs> Another interesting thing that you can notice about this dead shark is that it's not any recognisable breed of shark. It's like, think about a shark that a kid would imagine. Yeah. yeah. It's that breed of shark. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, now, when you say that the, these sharks are, um, are mortal, the, the, what happened when it... So was it... Did it come out of the carpet water? Yes. In two pieces, or did it come out as one piece? Was it okay on the land? Could oh, we, could oh we no, I, I sliced it in half. Whilst it was in the in the carpet, or after it came out of the carpet, just as it was leaving and going into the carpet, because I'm wondering if we can catch them like fish, like Ooh. go fishing for sharks. Have you got a big net? We could use a uh, like pickup truck winch thing, and just winch them out. My thinking was we lure them as you suggest to like with bait, like the fishing, but we stand 
outside of the carpet area, potentially in the hallway or outside the window, and then launch missiles at the sharks. What sort of missiles? Well, like this. Like brandish burn arrow. Ah. It's a whippy little portable recurve sort of hunting bow. Lovely. It's very sexy. In terms of bait, uh, I appear to be something that the sharks liked last time. <laughs> so do you think I would make good bait? Well, the sharks appeared simply at the ringing of the bell. I feel like we don't need to necessarily put any one of us directly in harm's way. I just worry if, 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 if one of us isn't in the room, they won't appear. Well, possibly, but we can just experiment with that, can't we? Well, that's a good point, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think either catching or killing the other two sharks is a good way of cleaning up this particular problem. But uh, in a conversation with Pippa, we discovered that one of well, her classroom teacher had said something to her and she said held her hand and it made her feel warm and it gave her the confidence to start to lead the games with the children. So I'm just wondering if there is an outside agent involved in making this happen. And so even if we put the plaster over this one incident, it might happen again unless we get to the root of the problem. An excellent deduction. So I agree that we should clean up the sharks as soon as possible, but we should also question this Miss Campbell. Shouldn't we just kill her? It does sound like witchcraft to me, so not a bad solution. <laughs> yeah. Not all witches are bad, though. <laughs> but if, if someone is, is manipulating children, that is not okay. I mean, I guess there's a possibility she didn't know what she was doing. It sounded, from how Pippa described it, like they'd had a conversation and her teacher was just trying to make her feel more confident. So it feels like plan A, talk to her. Plan yeah. B, kill her. I guess. Right. I, I really would prefer that to be a last resort because the paperwork is a nightmare. So, plan A, kill sharks. That's to step one, kill sharks. Oh, so that's, that's a set, oh, step, step, step in time. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. Or will the sharks be gone if we deal with, let's call her the witch? <laughs> if we deal with the witch, will the sharks be gone? And then we don't have to put ourselves in danger because they've taken a big chunk of your leg out of here. No, they, they have. <laughs> That'll grow back, though. My my issue is that if the, the, the magics, quote-unquote, have been passed to Pippa, it doesn't matter if, if Miss Campbell is alive or dead. Yeah. Um, she'll still be able to um, create Yeah. Mm, I, I agree with that. We've got to go and find out what she did to Pippa, mm. one way or another. Okay. I, I, I suggest we plough ahead with killing the remaining two sharks on the basis that the amount of mess one has caused is quite catastrophic <laughs> and I do not wish to tidy up only to do it twice. Yeah. Oh, that is a very good point. So sh- shall we Shall we summon some more sharks? Shark murder? Yeah. Um, Anybody? I am not going to be at my best in this yeah, situation. I, I think we need more preparation for this. <laughs> I think we did quite well last time. Absolutely. I, I, mean, mean, I only lost a, lost a bit of my leg. Shall you... I at least go and get my fishing rod? From the <laughs> biggest fish you've ever caught with that fishing rod? You know, about two foot. Right, and relative to a shark? Well, I don't know how big these sharks are. I haven't seen them. I've seen there's one right there. <laughs> the shark in the middle of the classroom floor is about two metres from nose to tail. Yeah. Um, um, I have a quick question. Mm. When the play begins, mm-hmm. the carpet mm-hmm. becomes like the water. Mm. Mm. I, mean, I was wondering about the application of electricity. That is a good theory. Is it worth trying? But has anyone got wet? Because... I didn't get wet when I was standing on the carpet. Mm. Mm, That's true. Could we put the carpet in a tank, then turn the bell on, (laughs) then take the carpet out of the tank, (laughs) stranding the sharks in the tank? Are you looking for a humane way (laughs) to uh, remove the sharks? Yeah, like when we had mice. (laughs) We had to trap them in a box and release them on the common. So we could release these sharks somewhere they can't do any damage. They're not real sharks. Well, they look pretty real to me. Yeah, I know they look real, but they're not a type of shark. Well, then we could put our names on it. We could be famous. <laughs> shark discoverers. We haven't discovered a shark. A child has imagined the sharks. Mix shark. <laughs> oh, boy. There's this patch of carpet missing here with the floorboards underneath. Yes. What happened there? Um, I, I sliced it. You sliced it? You, okay. You sliced it mm-hmm. and... The shark then also got, got sliced in that action. Yes, I sliced through the floor and the shark was kind of in the floor and got sliced as well. 
I'm just wondering if the floor of the classroom is the water or if the carpet is. Shall we burn the carpet? That is what I'm wondering. So we go from soaking the carpet to burning the carpet. I vote we burn the carpet and then try to summon the sharks, being prepared for a fight in case it wasn't the carpet and they just turn up. Or this soaking the carpet idea is not terrible. Soak the carpet, apply electricity to it, electrocute the sharks. I see. Very well. We don't remove the carpet and put it in a tank, we just make the carpet wet. Ah, with We flood the classroom. Perfect. And then fill it with electricity. Right. I'm not sure I want to be in the classroom when we we do that. All of my plans have accounted for us being outside of the classroom. Right, right. Okay, no, okay, I'm a bit more on board with this one. (laughs) So, Wonderful. Uh, Who's got water? Who's got electricity? Well, we can use the classroom sink. I can just go and smack the pipe out of the bottom of it and flood yeah. the classroom. Let's do it. Got my sledgehammer. That's what you've before, before we do this, we need to also be ready to fight the sharks should they appear. Yes. And need something to apply electricity with. I'm ready to fight the sharks. Yeah. He's always ready. I'm not sure how, but he is ready. <laughs> and unconcerned about further injury. Yeah. Uh, I think between Mick and Percy, you would be perfectly able to rip some cables out. If you're okay about wrecking the classroom sink, I imagine you're not that bothered about pulling some wires out of the walls. No. You know, this is a prefab temporary building. I'm just going to punch the wall. It's not hard to pull some electrical cables out. You'd be able to electrify the floor not too without too much. It's probably got external cable trunks trunking anyway. Okay, shall I smash? Right, well, let's get in positions. I'm going to be set up in the corridor with my bow and arrow. Mm -hmm. Oh, Percy, where do you think I should stand? Uh, How about you take the northwesterly window? Okay, sure. (laughs) I've got a question about this plan, which is that if everybody's outside the room, how are you going to make the bell ring? So I was thinking if I'm in the doorway, that from there I can reach it? No. No. You'd need to be oh, in the room standing. Damn it. I you, think you had on a table. Yeah, you room. had to be in the room standing on a table or on the dado rail to okay. reach it before. So I think it's too high to reach from outside the room. Okay. Well, in that case, we want Graham with you as well to protect you. Or have Graham do it. Yeah. Because if it's just connecting two wires. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned a lot from you, Mick. You have been my sta- apprentice yeah. now. <laughs> if you're standing on a table and the tables aren't entirely made of metal, then it's the same as being outside. You just can't get down while the electricity is running. No, it's more about if the sharks are attacking, mm. then Graham is better to be in that. To oh, be there yeah, definitely. Me. I'm just saying it's not... Like, we don't have to be outside of the... We just build, you know, like in Waterworld, we just build a table, like, bridge around the room. Mm. Yeah. From the bow to the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good point. You can be on the tables and it's not going to do... No. It's just, yeah, the sharks might come The sharks you. can get through the table. They'll chomp yeah. them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they got to run. Okay. Yeah. Ring and run. I'm up for that. Okay. Yeah. So you do that, and I'll be in the doorway with my bow. I'm going to ring yeah, the bell. Who's, who's doing the electricity? I don't know. That I think you probably could, like, if you flood the room. Yeah. And you rip out the wires and like get them positioned in the yeah. water. Yeah. Then I think you probably could reach either from one of the windows or from the doorway. You could reach to a socket. To yeah. Just turn it, it on. Switch broom handle. Off. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think that's a problem. Okay. I'll be ready with the broom handle. Right. To turn the electricity on. Okay. You just need to be ready to put the wires together mm-hmm. to summon sharks. And it's just these two here. But yes. I'm not going to do it now. No. <laughs> but it's just these two here. Correct. The only two wires that you have in front of you. Right. It's now fully dark outside. The rain continues to come down on the the concrete quad and on the roof of the classroom. Uh, It's now wet in the classroom as well. Uh, I imagine you sort of let the water run for quite some time because Percy would would understand, like, it's not enough just for the carpet to be damp. Yeah. Water's actually not that great a conductor. It needs to be fully waterlogged, Mm -hmm. almost to the point Mm -hmm. of, like, there's some standing water in the Mm -hmm. room as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the the floor actually is going to become shark-infested waters, <laughs> potentially. Wires are ripped out of the walls of the classroom and strewn into the water at strategic places. Graham is standing on a table. He's sort of dragged a another... A bridge of tables. Dragged, yeah, moved the tables around, dragged another table in to replace that one that got shorn in half. In position, mm-hmm. ready to make the bell ring. Percy's in position outside the door or a window. Door. Outside the door with a broom handle to turn the power on. Yeah. Renko and Mick, are you at windows? What's the plan for you two? Um, I was just going to be nearby with my sledgehammer. Okay. Just in case. 
Where am I evacuating to? Am I going through the door? Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. yeah. Cool. Let's see if it works. <laughs> what do you all do? Who acts first? Probably me first, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Graham up on the tables, holding the two wires. Everyone in position? Everyone ready to go? I'm just going to put the wires together now. As the echoes of the bell ringing die away, two fins appear now actually through water, up through the carpet and up through the water, and begin to arrow towards the table that Graham is standing upon. Ring the bell again! Ring the bell again! I ring the bell again. The two sharks moving with purpose towards Graham's table slow, and you see the fins start to head down again below the carpet. And I'm going to jab with the broomstick, turn on the electricity. Uh, just because I think this should be a roll. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Give us a roll plus cool. Oh dear. Eight. So Percy, you push with the broom handle, click the electrical socket switch. There is a there is an electrical smell uh, as current burns through the standing water in the classroom. Um, and just as you push that switch, you feel a hand on your shoulder and suddenly everything around you is illuminated by a torch and you hear the voice of Harold Longridge. What on earth is going on here? ruh has been Vigil, a main house production from Merely Roleplayers. It stars Dave as Mick, Vicky as Renko, Ellie Pitkin as Persephone Byron, and Alex Pankhurst as Graham. Sound design for this production is by Natalie Winter, and the theme music is by Alex Pankhurst. I'm Matt Boothman, and I play the supporting cast, as well as editing and producing this episode. We were playing Monster of the Week, a role-playing game by Michael Sands, published by Evil Hat Productions. You can find Monster of the Week at genericgames.co.nz. Merely Roleplayers is a foggy outline production in association with Blackshaw Theatre Company. Until next time, if drama be the food of life, play on. So I assume your approach is going to be to shake her <laughs> and scream, What are you hiding? <laughs> you mastermind! If I say, Tell me the truth, and she says, You can't handle the truth. Yes. And then I'll know it goes all the way to the truth. Yes. And you yeah. slap her in the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's probably not the approach that I'm going to take. I mean, this escalated very quickly. So fast. I that... mean, when you said shake, I immediately thought upside down as if she was concealing <laughs> oh, something right, in her pocket and you were going to shake it out. That's where I'd gone with that. I was like, no need for that. And then the physical give violence Give me your stuff. secrets. Yeah, give me your lunch money, I guess. <laughs> um, your sustenance patch money. Yes! <laughs> <laughs>